This is a catch-up with Ayan Shirwa from Diaspora Blues. So this year has been a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I have been studying a full-time course and then I was working casual and then I was doing radio. So I had a lot on my plate and I had to finally prioritize what was important, which for me was this course. So what I did is I stepped back from some of the things that I love, which is radio, and I focused on my studies and that was that was okay. But for me, working on my mental well-being has been the biggest challenge because when you're you know when you're juggling a number of things it's kind of hard to to find that time to rest and to and to and to relax as well because you're constantly just thinking about what's due and we had weekly assessments so for me my main focus became just handing in assessments and that took up so much of my time which is sad because all the things that I enjoy that you know give me a sense of purpose that motivate me things like radio I couldn't do anymore so my mental well-being obviously was affected by that um, and then thankfully I made a mental health plan and I was able to find someone immediately which is very unusual because all these stories that you hear about people staying on wait lists for months and I just got really lucky and she's been great and I like to always say with therapy don't settle for the first person that you know that you think you have to settle for yeah I, I always think of therapy like like a shopping I think of it like a shopping um, activity so you know you choose the best person for you and it's all about you know who works for you and it's not just what can they do for you it's it's how do you feel talking to them do they make you feel comfortable because I have found over time when it comes to therapists they it, it's a big aspect of their work but they really struggle to listen and to also give you space to finish your thought or finish your sentence I've had therapists cut me off and it's so frustrating because then I get distracted so I finally found someone who gets me who lets me finish my thought which is you know amazing and I hate that I'm finding that amazing it should be something very standard but that's been the highlight of my year just working on my well-being while juggling like multiple things. I've spoken to um, so many disabled people this year who have had challenges with landlords, who have had challenges with housemates, who have put them at risk uh, because of differences of opinion over things like masking, both at home and in public spaces. And I was wondering how you're going with this and... Mm -hmm. Such an important question, Pauline. Thankfully, I have I haven't had any. Thankfully, I haven't had any housing issues because I live in public housing, and it makes me sad that the public housing stock is so low because there is nothing more 
more comforting than knowing that you don't have to worry about the landlord changing their mind or you know checking up on you unexpectedly we don't I don't have those kind of issues living in public housing I've lived in public housing for a long time and having that security um, knowing that if there are issues around the house I can get support that's been that's been like a huge weight off my shoulders but I know friends who aren't as lucky and who are going through it and I've had people ask me you know you're working your family's working why are you still in public housing and I'm thinking if I were to leave public housing and I were to go into private rental the chaos and the pain that you're going through do you want that for me do you want me to worry about you know things changing month to month and the unpredictability you know so I think with public housing it gives people it gives residents that reassurance that you know you have a place as long as you need you know the the way public housing works is to to be evicted out of public housing there's a lot of steps that that have to happen you know so you have that security so even if let's say you as it would be in private rental like you don't get kicked out immediately there's all these like avenues that have to be exhausted um and you know kicking people out of public housing at least to my experience for my experience and things i've heard it's like a last resort kind of thing so that's been great um but working during the pandemic has been really stressful um i know now that you know you can go to work while you're sick where before if you were sick you stayed home and I was working in an industry with families and and young people sick young people and it made me really stressed because I wanted to call in and say I can't do it but then there would be that pressure to go into work like you had to be very sick in order not to go and I'm thinking one, I'm risking my health. Two, I'm risking the health of the clients. So that was something that weighed heavily on my mind. And the days I was sick, I refused to go. Um, but I know there were people, um, other workers who went to work sick. Um, so there's that pressure to to act like, you know, things are still the same. And because no one is reporting on COVID like they did prior to 2022. I think we've become very kind of careless. And I think people act like, you know, things are things are normal and they see you as the issue if you are taking steps to protect yourself and to protect vulnerable community members. Yeah, sometimes I, I wear a mask because of not so much COVID, but the pollen where I live, there's a lot of like pollen and and it affects my asthma and then I wear the mask and <laughs> I get weird stares and I'm thinking oh look I'm trying to look after myself do you know what I mean um so yeah I want to talk about Ubers and navigating transport at this time because I'm a wheelchair user and I don't use Ubers and I'm also not using taxis at the moment. Prior to the pandemic, I was 
riding taxis fairly regularly um, to be able to access parts of this city that are inaccessible to me via public transport. So, yeah, I just had questions about how you're going with that. It's so interesting. With public transport, 2020 and 2021, if you were on public transport and you didn't have a mask on, people would stare at you and would give you, like, dirty looks, which, you know, that's understandable. Now, if you're masked up, they give you the dirty looks. So now <laughs> it's, like, flipped on the on its head and now people are kind of like, why do you still have that mask on? And it's weird. There was a time when I think people were very cautious about where they sat on public transport. I remember, you know... Th- trams weren't as packed and and people gave you a lot of space and um if someone were to cough like we'd all look at that person and and that person would kind of you know just be mindful of how uh, like coughing into the air and making sure to cough um cough into their arms now all that all those like little uh those little things that they did to be to be mindful of um, others' well-being, that's gone right out the window, you know. Trams are back to full capacity. No one wears a mask. And, I mean, I feel like, you know, mind you, this is not, like, I'm not a maths magician, but I, when you get on public transport, it feels like 90% of people aren't wearing a mask. And the only people I ever see wearing masks are old people. Um, so... It's it's like it's gone back to normal. It's like nothing has happened. Um, people are coughing. People are sneezing. There's no, there's none of that panicked. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone's just like, you know, as if COVID, as if the fear of COVID, all of that was just a dream. You know, it's so weird. Um, with Uber, the Uber drivers don't wear masks anymore. Before they would give you a hard time if you didn't wear your mask properly you know they'd say oh make sure it's above you know it's above your nose now they don't wear it I wear it because it's just such a small um it's such a small space and I don't want to get sick and I also don't want to get someone else sick that's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility when you think about it you know you have someone else's well-being in your in your hands and it's it's important that you know you you take care of yourself so you don't get other people sick so public transport is back to the way it used to be my experiences with uber no one wears a mask um yeah yeah things aren't looking good pauline what are some things that enable you to rest and that bring you joy in all of this for me it's been my family and especially my siblings so I have siblings close to age. We're very close. You know, I don't know where I start and where they end. So having them has been not just having them physically, but, you know, talking to them and, and watching tally with them and, and laughing about stupid things. That's been, that's been really beautiful. And thankfully, I've always had that. So even during the pandemic, having my sisters at home was, was, a, was a godsend for me. Um, and I have a great relationship with them as well. So that helps. Um, I think not spending so much time on social media as well. 
that's been yeah I've noticed the changes I'm less anxious I'm less um you know finicky I you know I feel like I don't have that pressure to know what's going on in the world all the time <laughs> um I don't worry you know because when you're on social media sometimes there's that pressure to perform or that pressure to be seen to be reacting to things and that's I don't think that's okay some people can do it I can't Pauline I am not built like that <laughs> I'm not built to engage with people all the time and to have my feelings hurt as well <laughs> that's not for me so being off social media has been really great for my well-being um I've gone back to walking I remember during the pandemic all I did was walk what I miss about walking during lockdown was there was no one on the road I basically had the road and the streets all to myself um, which was really nice Uh, that's changed but going back to walking has been great walking for me just brightens up my mood it clears my head so walking I don't think uh, like I can say enough about walking and it's free do you know what I mean so if you can um, if it's something that you can do definitely do it um and therapy oh my god therapy 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 and it's and and it's interesting because my therapist isn't saying things that I don't already know it's just nice to have someone who is a soundboard someone who can echo what you're going through who could just reaffirm it and go look yeah that is terrible yeah that is a lot um and someone who's objective who's not really invested or or um isn't thinking about, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that to a young because that's hurtful. So it's nice to have someone, um, you know, someone who can share the load with me in a way. So that's been, that's been fantastic for me. So here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues.